This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Venta with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone is well and um, blessed. Well, I'm doing good, great today, and I hope you're doing great as well. Well, guys, welcome. If you're a new listener, welcome, welcome to Venta with Connie podcast. Make sure you join the family. So we release episode every Tuesday. So make sure you check us out all the time. And for our loyal um listeners thank you so much for coming back um and we and i appreciate your support every week i'm really grateful for you guys remember we do have a website our website name is ventanwithconeypodcast.com please make sure you purchase the merch products we have we have t-shirts we have variety of products for you to purchase so make sure you go check us out ventanwithconeypodcast.com that's the website name and do, we do also have Vent to God session. There's like a Bible study for women and we do it over, uh, we do it via Zoom. So if you're interested, if you're a woman, a lady, single, married, um, it, it, you don't have to be older or younger. It, we don't mind, you know, we accept it all. So make sure you email us at venttownwithconnieayahoo.com so we can bring you in and send you the Zoom login so you can come join us. It happens bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And we are studying the book of Proverbs um, so far. We are on Proverbs. We just finished Proverbs 3, and uh, we'll be getting into Proverbs 4 very soon. So come join us so you can get some uncommon, uncommon sense because we need uncommon sense these days, okay? So, guys, today's episode is going to be a very unique one because I've never had, I don't think I've ever had um, uh, a musician in this podcast. Yeah, I have had one. But I have never had a country slash rock musician. So this is this is the first for me. So our guests today are Ameri- um, Americana's husband and wife duo from Alabama's Gulf Coast. So let's go ahead, without wasting time, let's go ahead and bring them in. I'm talking about the Sugar Cane Jane, and that is um, Anthony Crawford and Savannah Lee. Hi, Anthony and Savannah. How are you guys doing today? Hey Connie. Hey Connie. How are you? We're well. That's good. And you guys are all the way in Alabama. How is the weather over there? It's probably a, a couldn't be more beautiful. It's blue skies, and it's about maybe eighty-two degrees. So perfect day. Perfect here. day for staying inside. But you know, no, it's a good. We're trying to get our kids to go outside and play. These these days, like this here in Alabama, are few and far between. So. Uh, the fall season seems to last about two weeks, so we really have to enjoy it while it's here because it's either too hot or too cold for us. Yes, it's similar here over here in Texas, so it's not much um, different. But um, mm-hmm. welcome, guys. Uh, this is actually you guys are actually the first um, um, ever musicians like country slash um, rock musician that I've had on this show. So this is the first for me, and um, it's a pleasure to have you guys. Okay. Oh, thank, thank you, you for having much. us. No problem. So you guys are married. How long have you been married? Well, let's see. Our, I think, uh, what year was it? 2007 when we got married? Mm. Well, we had, well, I know it's <laughs> probably 10 years. <laughs> ten or, ten or, that's, a, that's a loaded it's, question, it's a, Connie. Thank you very much to start it out with that question. Yeah, because... <laughs> You put me on the spot. Um, I know our our uh, anniversary is on February seventh. That part's correct. That yes. is true. But the years all just melt together when you have children. But we've been together around maybe eleven years as far as being married. Yeah, it'll be eleven. Eleven this February. On, in February it'll be eleven years. So wow. ten years, babe. Ten wow. years. <laughs> we've we've known time. each other. We've known each other though for. Um, 20 let's see yeah 20 years is how long we've known each other so married 10 and known each other for 20 
Wow, that's beautiful. So how many children do you guys have? Three. Uh, we have Loretta, she's 10. And then Levon, he is about to be eight years old. And we have a four-year-old named Dusty. And that's... she'll be, in November, she'll be five. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah. They're full of themselves. They're, <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of energy and, and, uh, that's for, um, you know, the ultimate multitasking is when you have more kids than there are of you, you know, yeah. Anthony always said, we, we went from, we went from on man on man to zone defense. We just have, <laughs> we have to just really keep up with them they've got so much energy it's amazing oh wow that's good so how are you guys what is the secret because every time i see people that have been married for over 10 years i always ask what's the secret that keep you guys together for these years all these years oh gosh you got to start out with the right person yes. um you know and you just have to really be patient when you get together in a relationship and try not to get together out of loneliness um, you know, and if you see any red flags early on, they don't change. Yes. I think that you just, you just need to be honest with yourself and, and hopefully that you have the same spiritual beliefs. Uh, that's a big part of it being spiritually grounded by the same belief system, which we found out early on, we have that and politically, and just everything, we're we're on the same path as each other, and I, just having all of that in common really helps. I've been with somebody who is totally different than me, and I know they say that opposites attract, and that might be the case. But they also, it just it's so hard to keep that together. Yes. It's like two ends of a magnet, you know. I think just you know, marry your best friend, and and that's. That's somebody that you can you can actually see yourself being around twenty four seven for the rest of your life. You know, yes. you gotta you gotta um, have a lot in common and um, uh, just have a, a respect for each other. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad so. you. I'm glad you guys mentioned about the having the same like fundamentals, like spiritual belief, all those fundamentals. Um, values you know um because mm -hmm. uh, and in a marriage a long life um relationship like marriage you need that similarities a lot you know because that mm -hmm. opposite attract thing cannot last for a long time you guys would yeah. get start getting annoyed of each other like this is you're dragging me back no you drag it would just be a confusion now that's called dating yes um you know that that applies in dating maybe but in in the long run i think you have to have the ability to uh go in the same direction and be willing to to uh you know just have to be yourself and be yourself and and but also there you know i don't think anybody gets along 100 percent of the time all the time whatever but but you just really know it in your dating and then you're early on you can just tell whether it's going to work but i have been in a relationship that that um we were quite opposite and it just never worked out but i i never had the strength uh to to walk away from it, it and you know and it just became something that was difficult to to walk away from and so i, I let it go too far and that's the thing it's like like he says recognizing those red flags and when you do go ahead and end that relationship so you're available for someone that is right for you because yeah. if you stay in a relationship you know we only have so much time in this world to find the right person so if you're if you're in a relationship that is you know in your heart uh, is not right or there are things that bother you heavily about it you should end the relationship and you're better off being by yourself than being with the wrong person. I do believe that. That's so uh, I was, I was certainly willing to, to just um, be by myself after a failed marriage. And 
if it weren't for Anthony, I, I think I would still be by myself, but he just happened to, to catch me when I was falling and um, it worked out. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Wow. That's divine intervention. Yes. We thank God for that. Um, so, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So um, we can talk about you guys' music right now because your music um, um, group name is Sugarcane Jane. So, Anthony, let's talk about your music career before the Sugarcane Jane. So, where did it all start for you? That part of my career, when I was very young, I loved music. Uh, I, um, when I started playing the guitar, I just could not put it down. And that was, I'm talking about in my very early years, in, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old. I just played my little guitar all the time, and I was not interested in learning anything in school. And so I, I think that I knew I was going to be a musician. I just knew it. And, and then um, I got my first break when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee and worked at a theme park called Opryland and from Opryland I went and I, I met somebody that was able to get me in with some people that that were in the recording music business and I, I sang on people's records and then from there I got recognized by other uh, touring artists uh, popular people. Neil Young is one of them. Steve Winwood and Dwight Yoakam, these popular artists all involved me in their touring and some on their records. And uh, that my whole life has just been dedicated to serving other people's music up until Savannah and I got together, you know, to 11 years ago to do what we do. But I've just got so many things that I've done that it's hard to go down the list of what all has happened for me, but I couldn't have planned it any better. It just worked out for me. Okay. Um, that's, that's yeah. Cool. I'm glad you, you, you've mentioned Neil, Neil Young, right? Because um, he's, I, when I heard that name, the list of people that you work alongside with, because Neil Young is a Grammy winning and two-time rock and roll hall of fame. And um, you also, like you mentioned, you work with Stevie, uh, Winwood, and Dwight, and all of those people. So I must ask, tell us about that experience. How does it feel working with um, people, like a well-known people like that? Oh, well, you learn how to travel. You get to see a lot of the world. And as well, you, um, you just have to learn how to get along with people because when you go out on the road with a tour, like a Neil Young tour, you're leaving home for two and three months at a time. Mm -hmm. And so your family on the road becomes, um, you know, they become your family on the road, all the band members and the crew and just traveling. And you just have to know how to get along with people and try to be a consistent personality. And I think that that was one thing that I could do pretty well was to be always most of the time have a smile on my face and I think that a key in life to me is to treat others definitely as you would want to be treated and even if you knew you weren't going to get treated that way back it's always the best step forward is to just to serve other people you know as best you can and it, and it helps you get by because at the end of the day, when you've done your best, nobody can take that away from you. And uh, that's a key to my success. Oh, wow. uh, I, you know. What was it that Sonny James told you about the spoon of sugar? Oh, yeah. If, if, you, uh, if you give us, I think there was a man uh, I worked with. His name is Sonny James. He was actually the first touring artist that I, I went out on the road with. He told the band, he said, if you give people a spoonful of sugar or you get a shovel back, if you know, if you just, if you start out giving people uh, a little bit of kindness, 
usually you get a lot more back in life if you're be a be a giver you know instead of a taker some people come by it naturally i think that i i was naturally born to be a giver Mm -hmm. and and it came to me naturally and sometimes i overdo it and get taken advantage of my mother would always say that you you you, somebody's taking advantage of you she can pick it out she can tell me well they're not your friend they're taking advantage of you yes but I didn't ever mind but you know the older I get the more I understand what she was talking about but um I've always liked to be nice and happy with people I'm not a sad person by nature and uh I'm I'm really just kind of a happy-go-lucky individual and that worked out to my favor Wow, that's beautiful. You know, even the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, so he always encourages us to give. So I'm glad you have that, that trait to give people. And I'm sure that's yes. why God keeps blessing you and your family. So, Yes, thank you. No problem. So, Savannah, how did you start it? Like, what was your experience with music before being a part of the music duo? Well, I moved up to Nashville and... Um, the year 2000 to become a part of the songwriting community. And so I was uh, working on my craft of songwriting and, and playing my guitar, um, listening to a lot of, a lot of the music that I missed being, I was born in, in 75. So just educating myself on music and all the great music that came out of the 60s and 70s. Um, and I, at the time, I was managing a analog recording studio called Deep Field in Nashville. And that's, that's where I ran into Anthony. Um, so, you know, I was playing my music, but uh, not, you know, I was more working on my music than I was really being out. I did play some on occasion, but, and I did some studio sessions, just putting, you know, vocals on different people's music that would come into town. But uh, I met Anthony, he came into the studio to record some music and really just fell in love with uh, his sound and and the the rhythms that he was creating and, and the melodies as well just really drew me in so I was intrigued by him and um, we had a friendship that you know for a decade before we got together and so um, and the music is what brought us together he ended up doing some recordings for me back in 2007 and so that was when we first had an opportunity to really hear our voices together and I think it was probably at that time when we decided we wanted to continue working together, at least musically. And then just through that process, you know, we we fell in love. Wow, that's beautiful. Like you're a songwriter, he's a guitarist. And that's a match, that's a match making heaven, trust me. That's a good combination right um, there. Yeah, it was a blessing. Yes, it was. Um, Anthony, one of the per- people that you work with, um, I think his name was um, Steve Winwood. You mentioned him before. Um, he he described you as a very talented guitar player, which, when combined with your soaring vocals, makes you someone to watch. You know, so I can't help but to ask this question: What makes someone a great guitarist? Oh, well, I think that's probably in the eye of the beholder. I, 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 I don't consider myself anything that way. But when somebody of that kind of pop, you know, he's a popular, like, a, uh, what do I, what iconic. am I? Yeah, he's iconic. Steve Winwood, to give a compliment from a man named, you know, an iconic person such as Steve it's just an honor to have that in writing but um, what makes a great guitar player I think somebody that can just effortlessly uh, 
just have a command of an instrument where they don't really look like they're struggling with it. I, I've played the guitar for so many hours as a child and just as a growing uh, artist, I've just never put it down. I've played so much. And I think that uh, if you do anything long enough, you're going to be become good at it or at least familiar with it. And thankfully, my, my fingers were able to be... Uh, you know, the perfect kind of fingers that go with the guitar player. Some people have very short fingers and it would probably be hard to play. But, you know, I just think I was naturally just set up to play, play the guitar. And I love it so much. And um, I, uh, I, I would play the instruments like the mandolin or the banjo, piano, drums. I just kept learning other instruments. And from that, I learned how to work a recording studio and then I would write songs all the time. So I've just spent my whole life writing songs and, and learning how to put music together. So I think what makes a great guitarist is just the time invested into it. I think 55 years or so. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it for a half of a century. So I'm 63 and I've, I've been playing ever since I was a kid. So I've, I've been doing the same thing for a long time. So it's like a second nature for you right now. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder um, how you guys, like those that play guitar and also sing at the same time, how you guys are able to do that, hold it together, sing, and also remember the chords, whatever. I don't know much about guitar, so I'm sorry. And still know what to still play and also remember your lyrics. That's just, that's impeccable for me. I don't think I will ever do that. Well, I have to say it helps to have another person there. You kind of have a little safety net because if you forget something, you know, you at least have a chance that your partner over there will remember. Yes. So, and that, that definitely oh, happens. Yeah. We, oh, it happens all the time. I'll be singing a song that I wrote and I can look at Savannah and say, what, what's next? And she'll know right away what, what to do and. Um, Vice versa on the chords. Yeah, you know, we'll, he's, he's we'll do that. Definitely remembers the chords better than I do and maybe I remember the lyrics better so we're a good team that way but yeah, so yeah just practice makes is the best remedy for all yeah. of that yeah so you mentioned the chords. so do you also play guitar too Savannah very little I I play uh, I'm playing the ukulele bass right now in our duo so um and Anthony just taught me how to play that I, I just basically I don't I wouldn't even say I know how to play that I just play what his he tells me to play and you know uh just try to stay with him you know because I know he knows what he's doing so mm -hmm. yeah okay that's beautiful that's beautiful so let's talk about your group Sugar Cane Jane so the name Sugar Cane Jane how and why did you guys choose that name like to be a part oh. of, uh, yeah. We have that question asked just about every interview and it never becomes any easier or more. It's always the same thing I say, and I wish there was a great answer to that, but we, mm -hmm. we came down from Nashville together to the Gulf coast and we were both in previous relationships that went wrong and just, we finally had an opportunity to be together, but we we just were we're down here and we're wanting to just be anonymous. We didn't want to come down here and just be announcing it to everybody. We just wanted to be private, so we came up. We were looking for a name, but one day she took us to her family farm, and she was telling me about her grandfather having a sugarcane patch, and when I started singing a little song about sugarcane, I just said sugarcane and then Jane rhymed with sugarcane. And so sugarcane Jane sounded something magical to us. And we say, hey, you know, sugarcane Jane's a good name. Let's just use that. But what it did for us was it caused people to always think that Savannah is Jane. Yes, so, that's what I thought know, too. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it has kind of been a little bit of a 
a strange thing. And also people spell it three words like sugar, cane, Jane. Instead don't, tell, of, don't say that. See, now that everybody's going to do No, it. I'm trying to finish it. It's <laughs> sugar cane, one word, oh and then Jane. That's, I'm clarifying it. So, you know, it has its problems, but it's also a lighthearted and family-oriented kind of name. I think it has a sunshine around it. Yeah. And just the whole the whole thing speaks of more of a family-oriented kind of, you know, name. So I, I think it's been a positive for us, but it has its drawbacks, and, and but it's more positive than anything. Yes. Wow. Yeah, like I said, when I heard that in sugar cane, Jane, I thought the sugar cane is a metaphor for something, but I guess it's for family or something. Then the Jane rhymes to sugar cane. That's a, I don't know. I wouldn't. That's a unique name. I've never heard of that before. Have you ever eaten sugar cane? Yes, we do back home. I'm from Nigeria. So we do. I love sugar cane. It tastes really good. Natural oh, yeah. sugar. Yeah. 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 We Well, I grew up on it. And my granddad, you know, he used to, he had the sugar cane and he would like, you know, just yes. strip the stalks and he would just like pass it out. He cut it and flick it to you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was so sweet. So it, it's special to me in that way, for sure. Brings yeah. back good memories. It does for me too. Sugar cane. I love sugar cane. I don't know. That's just a natural sugar God just gives to us. No, it's not processed at all. So, no. Yeah, Amen. I love the name. So, the genre of music you guys are in a combination of country and rock. So what drew you both to the style of, to that style of music? That's just pretty much natural for us to do. I think just the influences you have when you grow up, of course, you listen. I'm going to have to reference all the groups of my childhood would be, of course, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. And then you get into Three Dog Night in Chicago and it just goes on and on, just all those groups from the late 60s, the 70s, the Everly Brothers, to Buck Owens, to, you know, I, I have so many influences. And then Savannah has the same influences because she, as she said, she listened to a lot of it, even though she wasn't uh, a part of those generations. I think that she learned it really well. So we both have the same love of the music and... Uh, and and uh, uh, most of the music that I always listened to had harmony involved. And so when we say rock music, we're certainly not not classic in the sense it's rock like, um, you know, Fog Hat or just some kind yeah, of really hard rock. rock band. And other things. Yeah, no, we're, we're no, more softer rock folk, rock, folk rock. We have acoustic guitars and bass and drums and... Uh, with an electric guitar but there are yeah i think i think our lyrics on our latest cd ruffled feathers has um you know we have lyrics that are uh pertinent to to the times that we're living in and the music is more of a um Classic classic rock is what we're doing and you know like maybe a little bit of fleetwood mac or uh john fogarty you know, things like that, but we're not really country either in the sense of uh, what you would get out of Nashville. We're uh, more Americana, mm-hmm. and when I say Americana, I think it's just because you, you don't have as many rules in how your song needs to be structured. Yes. Uh, country music out of Nashville pretty much sounds like the same song, just a yeah. different person mm-hmm. doing it, and we're not that way. We don't correct our vocals with a uh an app and we you know we keep it all natural and we leave any mistake in there if it's not too bad we'll leave it in i think it gives people an opportunity to to see the real us to hear the real us and i think it's so different because nobody really does that anymore very few people are willing to let their music go out raw like we do yeah you you mentioned about your i think it was an album or was it a song ruffle feathers so um how many songs singles or albums have you both released so far 
how many have we released so far? Yeah. Yeah, just how many we recorded. Uh, oh, gosh. Maybe 11. Is this the, let's <laughs> see, well, we got the debut, and then we did All Right With Me, then we did Listen With Headphones, and then we did Dirt Roads In, Ladders and Edges, we did All Time High, um, we did, let's see, Fellow Man, uh, the one, and the other one we did with Buzz was uh, Southern State of Southern Mind. Southern State of Mind. So it's. I think this is the tenth album, but don't you know? Don't quote me on that. Um, it's on our website, and you can find out for sure. But we we have a lot of music, and we record a lot of music. And um, like this year in particular, you know, we released an album called Fellow Man back in like June, and then we released Ruffled Feathers, Songs in the Key of Me, in August. So, you know, there's some years where we're releasing more than one album at a time and it, we, it's just hard to keep up um, for us. We, we have the three kids, so we're just kind of just, we're just recording and releasing and we don't put as much thought into it as, as some people do that have more time on their hands than we do. We just kind of just try to get the music out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys write your own songs, right? Right. Anthony does. Yeah, Anthony writes. Well, we, we write our own songs, but we'll we'll do other songs that are every now, like when we play live, we, we'll do songs that other people wrote occasionally. But for the most part, we're, we're pretty much an original, <clears throat> an, an original group. Okay, so where do you guys get the inspiration from when you're writing a song? Where do you where do you get your inspiration from? Usually, uh, to write a song, some people write songs because they feel like they have to, so they'll sit down and try to write a song. Yeah. However, for us, at least, especially on this last Ruffled Feathers CD, we were so moved by the just the uh, environment that we're living in, all of us worldwide, really, this uh, this whole thing that we've been living in this year, just especially in the United States with all the lockdowns and the political stuff and just everything changing around us, I think the inspiration was not hard to come by. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> we, we just were able to have a... Um, the ability to just for me i came out to the studio and i felt like that the holy spirit took over my 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 being and allowed me to just let the spirit write the songs and that's that's how i came up with all those songs on ruffled feathers it, it i give the holy spirit co-writing on the album i, I, I as a co-writer you know because it it really was it was an out-of-body experience for me i don't feel like that I was necessarily making it up in my mind. It just flowed out of me like I was some people speak in tongues. I was just writing with with the Holy Spirit. It it just yeah. had no effort at all. All these songs just came out. And they all came out in one week period. So in, in one week he wrote the songs and we recorded the songs, all <coughs> of them. Wow. So nine songs within six days. Six days they were uh, written and Savannah did out. the graphics. It was like, you know, on the seventh day the Lord rest. I mean on the seventh <laughs> day she, it was like on six days I wrote all the nine songs. And then on the seventh day, she did the graphics for the CD, and then we sent it off. And so within seven days, we had the whole project done and had a lot of people uh, mm. love love what we did, and some not so much, but... We're really proud of it. We're very proud of this CD because it, it it's probably the one that, that means the most to us. Okay, that's good. That's impressive. So um, I, I wanted to know, I don't know if you guys are signed to any record label or not, but um, what is your thoughts on the music business in America? Like, is it an easy thing to navigate? Oh, no. Uh, we're, we're independent. And I think that being signed to a label, to me, is like making a bad bank loan, um, you know, getting a high interest loan 
because with the ability to use the internet, that's really at where it's all happening anyway, is that if you have, which Savannah has a, a real knack for, uh, you know, being able to promote our music via, you know, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or just YouTube and everything is at your disposal with the internet, you can, you can have worldwide recognition and especially these days having the ability to play a show from your studio on Facebook live, yeah. you're able to let people all over the world hear you. And we did a show called the hibernation tour when the uh, coronavirus came out and everybody was staying home and locking down and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> we we continued to play music, but we did it from our studio, and we did 43 shows in a row. So there is no need for a record label, really, unless you really just are uh, bound and determined to, to be like a household name if you wanted to be uh, just the biggest entertainer in the world, like Adele or somebody like that. I'm sure you have to have a lot of backing and money and all that but for just two people raising a family we do all we want to do being being a star uh is not everything it cracks up to be and i would say i go back to being a side man for all these people who are stars and i see that they have problems just like me they're just bigger problems and more expensive problems yeah <laughs> but we're, we're all just humans it's a real you know balance as far as you know your time goes and you know when you um sign to a label and they put a lot of money behind you they expect a lot of your time you know of course we're not and, willing to give our time to somebody and let them control when we get up and go do whatever because of our kids and just even if we didn't, I think that, like I say, just the, the ability Working to do for it yourself. It's uh, a beautiful thing being just self-employed, you making make your a own rules, and yeah. you know, it's it's a enjoyable thing to be in charge of your destiny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I like that you got you mentioned Anthony that you have worked alongside with these superstars, right? So you experience firsthand what they go through, you know. So you're able to understand like life is not all about that you know you don't always the, just because you're a star doesn't mean you are happy doesn't mean you have it all you also have the same issue that we have and i like what you say savannah about um um working for yourself you having that control because um you you're absolutely right because once you work for people or uh, people have all these expectations from you you compromise your values you compromise a lot because you're trying to make everybody happy and then you forget it about forgetting about what is what really matters for you guys are your family your kids so you know right you know, i'm glad you guys absolutely. are keeping it together and doing it oh yourself. yeah that's right we've had plenty of time to think about this because when we were touring and doing what we had all we planned a tour and we were out on the road and to have a babysitter at our house with our kids for a week at a time they're getting to see our kids more than us and so we we finally came to the decision that it's not worth it to have the dual life so we just the uh the covid lockdown moment was a, a a light bulb went off for us when we were able to do a live show on the internet facebook live or youtube and we were able to just play our music and people could tip us and we found that if you take the babysitting costs that we were spending a day in the hotels and the travel and you take all of that and you add that up that's a lot of money a day and so when you're just able to walk out to your studio and turn your phone on and play a show for people all over the world and they'll give you a little tip and this that and the other but it does add up and we found that we can make a living doing that and we still go play shows but we're more selective now in what we do and i'll have to say too though about the record label avenue we have we have done the record label 
the independent record label avenue on uh, a couple of our records. You know, we signed with Arena Recordings in Nashville, and that's Buzz Kaysen's company, and was treated very well. Um, so I think it depends on, you know, who you're dealing with, because there's there's a lot of people out there that will uh, offer you things, but you have to know who it is that you're working with and just be really careful uh, about what their expectations are of you for what they're doing for you. So we were fortunate and um, we had a, a long history with Buzz. He's also a co-writer of ours. So that particular situation worked out great and we love Arena and all they did for us. So I uh, just wanted to say that as well. They're, you know, it's just a, um, something that you have to um, be careful when you get into business with others that you know what you're doing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm glad you cleared that out because there's nothing wrong with um, music labels, uh, working with music labels. You just have to know what is best for you. And um, um, also want to say this, you know, COVID, COVID actually brought a lot of negative, right? And I'm not going to argue that, but also brought a lot of positive. To me, I feel like it, um, it helped us kind of um, make do of what we have, you know, like you guys say that you discover this live show thing, you're doing this live show thing, not having to always travel all the time. And uh, you're basically using your resources. Okay, what can I do? Because that's what COVID made us. It forced us to start thinking outside the box. Okay, I know I can't leave the house. I can't do this. They start figuring out. Because this Facebook Live had been there for a long time before COVID, you know. But we all, everybody jumped on it. You know, Zoom, I'm sure a lot of Zoom made a lot of money from this because people now discovering Zoom, doing all the meetings there. So I think, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it brought, it brought some positive, though. But, um, I'm no doubt. Definitely did. Yeah, for sure. And for us, you know, like Anthony said, just being able to be home with the kids more and, you know, feeling like you're um, more in charge of of molding them into yes. what you want them, you know, the, the values and things that you want to teach them. You have to be around them for that to happen. So, you know, it, it made us stop and think about what we're doing. And, you know, because we felt like we were on like some hamster wheel, just like, yes. you know, and, and we were so dizzy all the time because we're planning tours and planning babysitters and doing the shows, driving here, driving there, getting back, getting back into the whole parent kid thing of school and homework. And so it was, uh, it gave us an opportunity to just, slow down and um, really uh, take into consideration what we can do without leaving the house and which yes. is what we did in the live streams which is wonderful so we're, we're happy about that and we're going to continue doing more live streams coming up very soon so we'll have a leg to leg two of the hibernation tour yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the live stream because I want to ask now, um, what should we expect from Sugar Ken Jen moving forward? Just more live streams and hopefully things will let up. You know, we're very much looking forward for the election to be over with. That is such a distraction for people. Yes. And I think it's such a divider and we're, we're hopeful that at some point or another, once that's over with, it, it will calm down and people won't be so uptight about everything. And um, we're, what's up for us is just to try to um, find our way through. I think this political year has been like a hurricane on people's emotions. And I think that just looking around our property, you see the effects of Hurricane Sally that came through here. And we were at the uh, ground zero of the, the eye of the hurricane, you know, just just came through here and just really did a number on it. And I think the trees are bent over and some of them look like they're about to fall over. And there's just, you know, that kind of thing happens. It happens politically too. I think this year has been the most, um, the most intense in my lifetime of seeing it. And so it, 
for us moving forward, we just hope that that we find our way to the people who um, accept us for who we are. We we um, we are uh, citizens of this United States, and we exercise our right to vote. And we aren't silent people. We're we're um, we're pretty much vocal about how we feel so i think that when you are in this environment you have a lot of people who love you and then others don't love you so much so we don't know what the future holds other than we're going to go out and play our music or just continue to do shows at home continue to make music and and just keep our faith that god is in control yes and uh and just believe that this is all in god's timing and I think that it is a good time for people to get to know God mm-hmm. because I, I believe these days are probably biblical. And um, in so many ways, it's easy to see. I know I've seen many times where people say we're living in the end times. And, uh, you know, it's always like, oh, sure. Like in the year 2000, when we ch- turned over from 1999 to 2000, they thought the computers were going to stop and yeah everything was gonna go haywire and whatever but nothing compares to the madness that happens right now and no matter what side you're on i think that it's alarming to us how agitated people are on both sides of the fence and so we're we're looking forward to that being uh resolved and and just move forward uh no matter what we do whether we get no matter what, we're I just think, happiness. I think we're looking for some happiness. It yeah. definitely is going to depend on you know the the COVID virus and and you know what happens with that because I don't think any musician really could give an honest answer about what their future is going to look like. You know, because let's be honest. You know, we can't create a tour right now. You know, we there are places that are locked down there are a lot of venues that are closed um you know for the music industry and musicians it's pretty grim looking right now so um all we have are the live streams and we will do some ticketed shows right now they're socially distant you know um social distancing at those shows but they're you know it's it's one of those things that you're you're, you get called a super spreader if you do them. Uh, if you show up to one of those events, you're, you know, you get shamed. And, and so it's, it's hard for these venues to survive as it is with the, um, their occupancy being cut. And then when people are being shamed to even come out, it makes it even that much harder. So I think that, you know, I know a lot of people are struggling right now, but um, because this is what we do, I can tell you for sure that the music industry and musicians are really hurting. And I just would encourage people to, um, you know, watch the live streams, tip the artists, buy the merchandise, you know, do what you can if you if you are able to do it. Because, you know, our world has certainly been turned upside down, as many others have as well. And we're all trying to just you know, make our way to the top to get some air and uh, figure out what's next. So, you know, we don't know. We really don't. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people are struggling. And then I'm glad that you're talking about the music, um, you guys' music career, because I think sometimes we just focus on our own thing. We never really thought about others. You know, how are they coping? Because things have changed. You're right. You guys don't do tour anymore or even concerts anymore. So, um, you know, you have to think about, okay, how are you, how are the music people surviving? And I'm sure a lot of businesses are close too. They still haven't recovered from this whole thing. So definitely, you know, people will have to tune in and check out you guys' live stream and try and support, you know, a monetary or just viewing it, you know, that's that uh, uh, and every little bit of support counts. So talking about- Sure. All our social media, just follow us, like our post, comment on our post. And, um, you know, I, I think you could help it that way. We've got a whole line of merchandise for the ruffle feathers. We've got a, a whole fall line that just came in at sugarcanejane.com. So, 
visit our page and just, uh, you know, let's all help each other. Okay, that's good. That's good. And so you guys, um, so people can find your music in your website. What is your website name? Sugarcanejane.com is the website. And then you can find us on Facebook at Sugarcane Jane Music. We're also on Spotify, youtube.com backslash Sugarcane Jane. We're on Pandora, you know, so just Amazon, all the usual places. Okay. So guys, we'll, I will have the link to their website and also the Facebook um, website, a direct link so you guys can go check them out because they do have live stream. You guys do, do the live stream weekly, right? Well, we, we did 43 in a row and then we took a break. So okay. um, then we had the hurricane come through here. So we're just now getting back into the studio. We had a tree come through the roof that we just had to move all our equipment out. So we are in the process of, of getting our live streams back up and going. We're hoping to do so within the next week. So check us out on Facebook for that or YouTube. You know, we have lots of videos coming out from the hibernation tour on YouTube right now. So uh, we're premiering new songs every day around 5 p.m. Central Time. So subscribe to our YouTube and you can find us at one of those spots. Okay. All right, guys. Make sure you guys do go support. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Go follow them on Facebook. And then go check out the website so you can download some of their music and listen. Please, please do try and support as little as you can. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Sugar King Jen, for joining me today. I had a, such a great conversation with you guys learning about your music career and about your you know, married life, too. So thank you so much for sharing everything that you did share to me. Today. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. It was a great pleasure talking to Sugar Ken Jane. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you come back next time. Remember this time on Tuesday, every week on Tuesday, go check us out and we release new episode 3 p.m. Thank you guys. And all the links to the to my guests will be on the description of this episode. So make sure you go check them out. Okay. All right. Thank you guys. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.